0: Previously, on Rums and Nerds, The Vasanoka Adventures. I have disadvantage because I'm wearing scale mail. Because I didn't think that I would be doing a lot of stealthy stuff.
1: I say we go through Murdoch. That's where my mother's from and they should grant us safe passage. Lou takes this torch which he has sharpened the bottom of and plunges it through the vampire's back into its heart. And the vampire freezes exactly where he is. So when we left off last, you guys had literally just stuck the end of a torch that had been shaved into a spike through the back of this vampire into its heart, and it has entered a state of paralysis.
2: Excuse me, by you guys, I believe you mean Lou, the hero of this story. So, night
1: has fallen on you at this point. It's pitch blackout. Uh, all you guys have is... Piss
3: blackout?
0: Yeah, I was going to say, did you say
3: pitch black or piss black? Because piss, piss
0: black is uh, something black. you should probably check into the hospital about.
1: Oh, <laughs> God. It is pitch blackout. All you guys have is your torch uh, for torchlight. Uh, Are you guys going to camp here for the night? Are you going to just leave this vampire and continue on? Or what are you guys planning on doing?
0: Will stabbing it through the heart more times kill it? Or will that not really do much?
3: Well, I say we leave it for the sun to kill.
2: Maybe we ought to restrain him. That way he can't get away in case he becomes unfrozen.
3: Anyone got any rope? Uh, Yes, I believe Ben had some.
2: Yes,
0: I uh, do have 50 feet of hemp and rope. Very specific. Uh, uh, I pack my own tools. I think (laughs) I know what I bring.
2: Well, everyone knows that vampires are allergic to hemp. (laughs) Huh. Here
3: I thought it was garlic. Guess I was wrong.
1: Something akin to that. Uh, So, what's the party going to do?
3: I guess we're tying him to a tree. (laughs) Or something.
2: I don't know. I think we tie him to a tree so that he can't get away. You You still have
1: the stake in his back? I say we leave the stake and burn in the morning. Okay. So stake in the back, you go to this big tree right off to the side of the builder's road, and how much rope are you going to provide for them? Am I going to get this rope back? If you plan on leaving him here, then probably not. No, but
2: we're going to spend the night here. So we can just tie him up, and in the morning after he fries, we can get your rope back. There you go.
1: That's
0: true. But just to be safe, in case something happens and I don't get it back, we'll just use enough to, like, tie it around the tree a few times. Enough so that we know that he's secure in there. Even if that takes all 50, I guess. I don't know how I mean, big the tree it. is, and how many times we're going to we that would, would require wrapping nearby, around.
3: We tie his ass that thing securely. <laughs> Let, then, we, you know, then
0: we then we set the tree on fire with tinder
1: boxes. I guess if you
3: guys <laughs> are
0: at the stake.
1: If you guys are planning on staying here, you might as well just sure. You know, you know what?
0: You um, know what? Screw it. I'll
1: use all the rope. Can't wait till we need it later, and no, I don't have it. But okay. <laughs> um, Lou is out of out a torch now because I don't think he's going to get this torch that's stuck to this vampire back. At least not until he fries. Uh, So, what are you guys planning on doing for the night?
0: Tying the vampire to the tree? Yes, that's already done. Oh, okay.
1: Crow will
3: keep watch on him because he doesn't need to sleep.
1: Okay, so you're just gonna sit there and stare at this vampire. I'll give
3: him the Ghost Rider stare.
0: Lou, are you ready for an actual good night of sleep for once?
3: I don't know what you
2: mean. I sleep wonderfully every night. Although... uh, I can't imagine that I'll sleep particularly well with that creature so close.
3: Uh, don't worry about it.
2: I don't have to sleep. I can keep an eye on him all night.
0: You don't usually sleep so well with a creature so close to you.
2: Well, Ben, that's an entirely different situation.
3: Ah, uh, Ben, how do you happen to know this?
0: I work for him.
3: And how do you know he's not asleep in that bedroom?
0: We'll just say that uh, it's fairly easy to inference, given his habits.
1: All right, then. All right, you guys going to start fire? Yes, Whoa.
0: we're going to set the tree on fire and use it as a bonfire.
3: There you go. Actually, no, that no, the rope. We'd probably wind up getting attacked by another freaking end. Right? <laughs> so I
2: have I have eight torches in my pack, right? It's ten. Is it ten torches? It's ten total? torches.
3: Total?
0: Okay. Yeah. I mean, I've currently got nine, and I'm assuming you do as well.
1: Right.
0: But well, yeah, um, Ben's down for making a campfire.
1: Okay. You're just going to walk off into the woods off the side of the road. Just going to build a fire right on the road. We do you think? Um, is there any spots that look a little bit
2: more secure, I guess, in the woods? Like, there isn't, like, a ton of underbrush really close to them, so we can kind of be, like, like nobody will be able to sneak up on us?
0: Yeah, you know, now that you mentioned there's a safe house about a block down the road.
1: Roll a perception check for me. Okay. <laughs> if only. Uh, that's a 12. Off to your right, you see an area where um, there's a small path leading back into a small clearing. I mean, just the trees are a little further apart, and the underbrush has more or less kind of been moved away over there. You actually see what may have looked like a previous campsite for uh, other adventurers.
2: I say we set up camp over there. That looks to be fairly secure, and... Maybe a campsite has been here before?
0: I agree. That that seems like a fairly safe bet.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll go along
1: with it. Um, so who's going to look nice. for some firewood? Ben. Survival?
0: Gets an 11.
1: You find, uh, like, a few small logs. Fair enough.
2: All right. I rolled a 15 on survival. I'm just going to, like, pick up some smaller sticks. (laughs) He fucking haxed down a tree. I'm going to try to pick up some smaller stuff to use,
1: like, as kindling and things like that. Yeah, I think that you probably are able to, you know, get a a good bit of kindling. I mean, it's not big stuff, but it definitely, you have, like, a small armful.
3: Uh, I don't want to feel left out.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Kroll's standing there awkwardly. I got a 14. You're able to find, like, a really big, pretty thick, log. If you want, you can chop it up into a... Kroll straw. doesn't understand it's how fire fires work, so he
2: brings a six-foot log <laughs> and expects to set it in the fire pit.
1: <laughs> hey, y'all uh, boys! I think
0: we'll be done. set for the night.
1: Uh, and then I just need uh one of you guys to roll a survival check to start a fire.
0: Ben got a 17.
1: Ben uh is master fire maker, in fact. He gets a nice big bonfire going. And doesn't set a forest on fire. And he doesn't set the forest on fire. It's really
2: uh, a change of pace for RJ. Yeah, yeah, I know,
0: right. Smokey the Bear can finally be proud of me. Smokey
3: the Bear can finally rest at ease. <laughs> he can finally rest in peace. <laughs> what did you do, do to Smokey?
1: So uh, Lou and Ben are sitting around the campfire, uh, and I, I guess Kroll is... Over by the builders' road, staring at this vampire, staring into his soul, <laughs> who is oh. tied up next to the road. He's just kind of... So
3: you think it's funny to take control of me, eh? How does it feel being tied to a tree and not be able to do anything, eh? <laughs> a rocky arm just like I just <coughs> up and flips you off.
2: I just see crawl like like throwing little pebbles at the body all night. Like. <laughs> you
3: know what? You know what? Crawl is doing that, <laughs> finding little pebbles all over, just chucking them at the freaking vampire.
0: Great, right? <laughs> Good. Um, you will be the first to go.
1: <laughs> so I guess for uh, Lou and Ben, uh, what are you guys talking about before you guys, you know, fall asleep? Um, you know, you guys are almost to Murdog. You guys have your plans, kind of uh, where you're going to be heading. You know, you guys talking about women, you guys talking about the mission, you guys talking about, you know, what your next step's going to be.
2: I have to say, Ben, this adventuring stuff is quite much more of a thrill than I even thought it would be.
0: Yes. You, I mean, I guess as somebody that's lived his whole life essentially adventuring, as it were, it it seems pretty mundane to me, but I, I surmise it's uh, got its highs.
2: And can you believe it? I killed a vampire. I've never even seen a vampire before.
0: I mean, we don't even know if he's actually dead. And also, if you've never seen a vampire, I'm amazed that you were able to, uh, figure out the thing about the stake through his heart.
2: Well... Lucky guess,
0: I surmise.
2: Well, you know I've done a fair amount of studying, and that's what all of the old legends say.
0: Oh. Sorry, I'm not much of a... Book reader.
3: It's interesting because you think he would be with his demeanor. <laughs> he, he's just a fancy person who studies books.
0: He's just time. fucking polite, okay? He's just a polite guy.
1: Okay. Uh, anything else you guys are gonna talk about, or is it well, time to snuggle I'm, up and go to bed? I'm going to play.
2: <laughs> so to uh, <laughs> despite, despite to use the old adage. <laughs> okay. Despite uh, what Lou was saying, he actually is not accustomed to going to bed this early. So while Ben is trying to sleep, he's just going to kind of lay back and look up at the stars and sort of talk kind of to Ben, but really to no one in particular. Just like, you know, because we were talking about his studies. I spent nearly th- four months on the ancient legends studying with the with the Grand Maester, and uh, after that we moved on to ancient philosophy, and, and he just kind of trails on from that, and
1: you know, Ben's gonna fall asleep early. <laughs> I mean, I assume you guys brought your horses over to the campsite. Oh, no, naturally.
2: Well, we assumed and, as well. That didn't
0: and, seem
1: super important. And he didn't even get a glass of this proper mead? Oh, yeah, yeah, the mead we strapped to the horses. I forgot about that. Disappointed in him. Yeah, you
2: know, he's actually just like really, uh. Really pooped? The, no, it's just like the. He's like really, uh. Really hyped up that he. He's jazzed that he
3: fucking stuck
0: a stick into a dude.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, this was the first time he was able to, like, seriously contribute, and he's feeling really good about it, so he wasn't even thinking about that.
1: Awesome. Well, you guys fall asleep. I assume Ben is up at first light. Yep. And uh, Lou actually got to bed pretty early, so maybe he's waking up pretty early this morning, or is he going to sleep, Ben?
0: As somebody that is definitely not an early-to-bed-early-to-rise person, I can confirm going to bed early and not being used to it is not going to help you get up earlier.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he definitely doesn't wake up at first light, but I think maybe a little bit earlier than he normally does.
1: So, like, 10 o'clock?
2: No, I mean, I think probably, like, 8.30. You sure. know they're sleeping on the ground.
0: Fitch. Okay, sleeping yeah. on the
3: ground, so it's not it's exactly like a super comfortable. Eight in the comfortable... morning. <laughs> too early for you, there, Ben.
1: No, Ben. Ben was up at first light. And we're gonna go back in time a little bit. Ben, has... gotta go
3: back in time.
1: Ben has just woken up. You know, gets up, stretches, and uh, heads over towards Kroll.
0: Who then grabs him by the throat and strangles him because he's under control by the vampire again.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Um, and uh, Kroll has been watching this vampire all night. What does he have to say? Hey, Ben,
3: you know, if you chuck a pebble really hard at this vampire, you actually see his eye twitch. <laughs>
0: Here, let me
1: try. Go ahead. He picks up a pebble and he tosses it at the vampire. <laughs> this vampire has not moved all night.
3: (laughs) He's just...
1: (laughs) And just as the sun is rising and getting just over the tops of the trees, the first light beams start to shine in on the forest, and the first light beam hits this vampire right in the center of his forehead, and you just watch as the skin burns, and it goes threw his skin into his skull and starts scalding the tree behind him. So uh, I'm going to pull
0: Bronson here. So you know in Toy Story (laughs) when Sid has the magnifying glass up to Woody (laughs) and it starts burning the hole in his forehead. That's basically it right there.
1: (laughs) And as the sun rises more and more, this vampire melts away into (laughs) ash and uh, there's not much left behind. Well... I guess I get my rope back,
0: no problem.
3: Boy, am I glad I'm friggin... I don't even know what I am, really. I'm just glad I'm not a vampire.
0: <laughs> You're an undead dragonborn. Let's leave it at that.
1: Sounds... Uh, best I got. So, Ben is able to retrieve all 50 feet of his rope. Uh, it has a nice scarred, black... burnt <laughs> smell to it. Uh, fleshy... Gooey... Nothing nothing, aroma. nothing
0: nothing some good old mead draining on it won't fix just
1: you're just gonna throw it in, in the you're gonna nothing. throw it in the barrel
0: <laughs> nah he'll wash it with some water when he, they find a river or something when they get to the river no they just left the river fuck
3: <laughs> when I get while. some
0: water somewhere that's not his drinking water
3: rub it, rub it in the dirt
0: All right, rub it in loose face
3: what's that smell? Ben? did you burn breakfast?
0: No, Lou, I haven't made breakfast yet. I'm also astounded that you're up before noon.
3: Since when does he cook your breakfast? Don't you normally get raw fish? (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) I like you more and more each day, Kroll. Well, there. No, Lou, it was the vampire. He uh, burned up and it left a scent and a scar on my rope.
2: And I missed it? Yeah, that's yes.
0: that's what happens when you're not used to getting up at a decent hour.
1: Oh no. man, it was quite satisfying. So, are you guys going to make breakfast, or are you guys <laughs> just gonna take off?
0: We'll make breakfast because <laughs> Lou can't function otherwise.
1: <laughs> All right, uh, you still got some nice coals, but you gotta stoke your coals yet if you want to get a fire started. I oh, will stoke my coals. Oh. Roll that. Roll Blue's that. Survival check, man. Lou's gonna pour a glass of mead. Gotta wake up.
0: Oh, uh, that's gonna be 20 for survival.
1: Yeah, you are still a master fire maker, man. And you did not light the forest did on not. fire. Hi, I'm Ben
0: Fietti, and this is how you <laughs> cook great ass fish for breakfast. First, you
3: stoke the fire.
1: Uh, yeah, so, uh, are you actually are you making fish?
0: Did we have fish left? Like, what do we have for food? Am I going to have to scurr <laughs> f- scavenger? you, you or hunt?
1: me to know how, how much yes, food we caught fish. you have?
0: I mean, we had, we yeah, caught mean, have, do we caught fish. Technically, all have... we
2: said is we have supplies. We didn't really specify, so they could be anything.
0: Okay, he makes breakfast. We
2: have beef jerky. Cool. Lou, Lou is going to start, um, they brought some dry goods. He's going to start mixing up some, uh, stuff to make biscuits. Biscuits? Yeah.
1: Alright, so Lou makes some biscuits, and as Lou is making some biscuits, Ben fries up some nice crispy bacon, and, um...
3: What about tomatoes? <laughs> Shut up!
1: You guys have a Damn it! We almost
3: made it out of the tunnel without that
1: Lord of the Rings reference. That's and choked. And you guys have a really nice, real nice breakfast. Alright, all right, so, uh, belly's full, you guys pack up camp, throw some dirt on your fire, responsible <laughs> like the,
0: campers. The, the thing with, and, like, all the stuff is, like, auto, like, <laughs> closes. Oh, man, like a little caravan, holy cow. Probably not. No, yes. Ben is very responsible. He does put dirt on the fire to put it out.
3: Smokey's watching us from the wind. <laughs> Smokey does the thing where it puts
2: us the... The steam coming off the campfire turns into a bear as
3: it looks on it provingly and then floats away. It just gives you a thumb up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Only you can prevent.
3: What the hell was that?
0: I haven't the slightest idea. It was the spirit bear of the
2: forest, I believe. <laughs> No, it wasn't!
3: <laughs>
2: no! <laughs> what?
3: oh, I'm Smokey! <laughs> now, stay here! We've gone too meta. Yeah. We had a vampire, now we got a gun! <laughs> got a real back! No! <laughs>
1: okay. So, we've had breakfast, we've packed up. Uh, Bello's full, you guys are packing up and taking off. Down. And the coconuts begin. On the road again! Alright, very, very monthly Python on view. Um as you guys are on the road for you know a few hours, probably about ten o'clock now, all of a sudden first person to notice it uh is is Ben actually. He gets this he feels like his stomach just drops and there's just a, 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 an immense darkness uh that he just senses the presence and soon after Kroll and Lou also have this same deep Pit in their stomach, as though something is just utterly off around them.
0: Ben is going to have his hand readied on his short sword.
3: Kroll's going to draw his great sword. Have it up.
0: Oh, party. so you're going to you're going to show that you're going
2: to fight. I think uh, Lou just like kind of rubs his chest. Do
3: do you feel that? It's cold almost. I want not know. I, I can't quite feel the air temperature anymore.
0: Yes, I felt it a while back. Not too far back. But uh, I've been uh, keeping a wary eye out since.
2: I'm going to try and do a perception check. Figure out All right. why I feel so off. Uh, that's an eight.
0: So my perception check for Ben is a 20 after you tell him what he perceives. <laughs> so.
1: After Lou comments on just this immense coldness he feels, he starts looking around, and here's some some small ruffling of branches in the canopy, and it, it, he's not sure what it is until Ben points out the strangest colored raven. It has a slight red hint to it, as though it's raven black, has undertones of this deep, deep uh, emerald red, and uh, it looks at you and cocks its head sideways. Cause and it's off. My god! And that raven is bleeding!
0: Nevermore.
3: Oh really? <laughs> I was just gonna make a joke about having blood or something. Ha
2: <laughs> ha! Uh as the raven leaves, do we still feel this presence? Uh
1: after the raven flies off, uh, you feel it for a few moments more, and then this feeling dissipates. You know, they say that uh
0: the raven is a sign of death, and, uh, I would just say that we should be wary.
3: Ah, don't worry about it too much. I've died before. It's, it's, it's not too bad, but keep your eye out for sure. So
0: you've mentioned, but that's not what I
2: meant.
3: That wasn't like any raven I've seen before.
0: Well, that's not the point there, Lou. <laughs> the point is, ravens are signs of death, and especially if it's a wacko-looking raven, it's some crazy-ass death.
2: Ben, what's got you so uneasy today? The raven. (laughs) Just take it easy there, boy. Yes, relax. Would you like a glass of mead?
0: (laughs) No, but I appreciate your offer.
1: After this small incident, the party continues on heading east towards the border um, between Farland and Murdoch. And I think right around uh, noon, you guys see this border between these two countries um as you're approaching you see uh big wooden walls spanning for maybe easily a mile each way not necessarily for any set kind of active protection but something there that uh is just a safeguard in case it's needed you guys walk up to this gate it's just like the rest of the wall, two giant doors made of wood with spikes atop them, and uh, above the gate, uh, there are some small guard posts.
2: Are the guard posts manned? They are. Okay.
1: Uh, before we go
0: any further, I think we should consider, are they trying to keep something out or keep something in?
2: I don't think we have anything to fear from the people of Murdoch. We're good friends. They're our closest ally. Yes, but the raven.
3: Ah, yes. You're yes, superstitious.
2: Come now. Nothing is wrong, Ben. You'll see. Fine. Hello there. Hello. Hello. Greetings. Who goes there? Uh, it is Lou Westarian and my traveling companions. The Westerian, eh? Yes. The, uh... The prince from Farland, yeah? Yes, yes, you've heard of me. Oh, yeah. Uh, we'll be right
1: down. He turns and runs down the stairs as these gates open.
2: Hello, good sir. All Is all well today? Oh, of course, of course. Uh, what could I do for you? We are on a, a quest of sorts going to the east and, uh... We are hoping to travel through your land. How far east? Uh, well, we're not quite what? sure. We believe somewhere in Vermore. Vermore, eh?
1: Well, can't say much about that place, but I, I wish you luck, my prince. Well, not my prince, <laughs> but somebody's prince, right?
2: <laughs> of course, good sir, of course. And you know our... Our two countries are so deeply intertwined. I, I like to think of you as something of my own people as well. Of course, we feel a certain
1: bond to you. Huh. Well, thanks. After talking with Lou, this guard who is a half-orc, by the way, he stands aside and kind of motions you entry into the city of Tarnak. As you uh, are able to see the inside of the city, you notice that it's very peculiar in the fact that the forest itself has been built around for this town. There are complete trees that are still standing and are parts of different structures of buildings. Some buildings are atop other buildings built on top of them or Tied to these trees, um, and it it has a sense as though the city is, in a sense, living. As you guys, uh, you know, as far as you can see, um, you see the forest inside the city of Tarnak and the great forest beyond the outer walls of Tarnak. Down the main strip of this town, you have your inn, you know, have a, a few distilleries, but Curiously, there's a large amount of bird traffic. There are eagles coming and going on the right side of this town. There's just eagles constantly flying in and different eagles flying out. The feathers flying around in the air dropping down all over the place. Um, uh, And it actually is uh, one of Tarnak's big monetary and economic staples is they are trainers of eagles for messaging and scouting. They will send eagles almost anywhere in the country of Asinoka. As far as they go, they are known to be one of the best eagle training organizations that there is.
3: I don't know about you, Warris, but I think we should buy an eagle while
0: we're here. That's all fair and well if you would like to do that. Not my prerogative, though.
2: I suppose it's something we could look into to be assured. I think Lou actually would, uh, either way, would like to go talk to, uh, the bird trainers.
1: For sure. Just down the street a little bit on your right is the main entrance to this very long building. It's multiple stories. Um, there's, uh, there's these tunnels, um, that are. All throughout this building, they're uh, there for the birds so that from most any room in this building, there's a exit point for them. But right above the main door is a very large glass window that can be opened up in two sections. It's like a four-panel window, and uh, all four of these panels are turned sideways currently, and the door is just below it. I guess, uh, I'm gonna go in. Uh As you walk in, you're greeted by this rather tall, about six foot tall, half-elf. How do you do today?
2: Hello, my good sir. Uh, I was wondering if I could inquire about a bird with you. Of course, of course. And, uh, what are you looking for? Well, uh, I've noticed you have quite a few fine eagles here. But, first I have a question. Do you have any knowledge of other birds?
1: Uh, I mean... I specialize in eagles, it's most of what I do, but I I guess I have some knowledge regarding other bird species. Well, you see, my companions and I encountered a peculiar red raven
2: on the road into town today, and... I didn't know who else to come talk to other than yourself in terms of bird expertise. I don't know if you have any
1: information to shed
2: on something like that.
1: Hmm, It's very interesting. I can't say that I've ever seen a red raven, but I have read of different uh, species that sometimes will morph into different colored ravens. Uh. There's legends of dragons taking on different forms as humans and birds. Um, I've heard that demons will take on animal personas. I, I can't say much more other than myth and legend. But, and, uh, he puts his hand on your back and, uh, kind of turns you to the left. And on the side wall, there are eagles in cages. Um, as he's, you know, showing you, there's, eagles flying above your head to land on the counter to drop off a message, um, but he's he motions to these eagles in the cages to your left. We do have quite a fine selection of eagles here. These are all well-trained. These ones, motioning to the eagles in front of you, these ones have been trained mainly for messaging, and he turns you around to the other side, to uh, the right side of this room, and Says, and these ones uh, specialize in scouting. And uh, then takes you towards uh, the counter where he um, is going to stand behind the counter and ask you a few more questions about what you're looking for. Welcome to Carl's Eagle <laughs> Dealership. <laughs> so, are you interested in an eagle today?
2: In- indeed, sir. Indeed. I have become very impressed with your <laughs> skill in training these animals. Uh, I'm very interested. Thank you. And, uh, do you have anything that you'd be looking for? Um, do you have any eagles that, uh, I, I think I'm looking for something with scouting abilities. Um, do you have any
1: that are trained to respond well in combat? Uh, yes, we do have some combat eagles. However, most of them, uh, we do have a rather small selection just as he's saying this, to the right of the counter, there is this cage set up. It's, it may be another metal, but it's painted to have a nice shiny gold finish. And this black eagle with silver stripes on its back and, um, silver on its face with a silver beak flies in through the window and lands in this bird cage. Oh, um, this is, well, this is one of our finest warriors. She has, uh, been with us for a few years now and has been able to, uh, help us in quite a lot of ways. And if you, if you want, you can go look at this eagle.
2: Okay. Yeah, I do want to go look at this eagle.
1: Luz walks up to this eagle. Uh, is he gonna put his hand out? Is he gonna try and do something or?
2: So I'd like to ask you, kind of, a sort of a metagame thing, if I want to get an eagle, what does that give me in terms of, like, abilities?
3: Are these eagles considered just regular or giant? They're
1: giant eagles? There are giant eagles.
3: I guess I'm just trying to, fi- before I, like, go
2: through I'm just trying to figure out if it's worth getting an eagle that is, like, trained to fight, or if I should go with one that's, like, a scouting eagle.
1: I'll tell you this, they're all eagles. None of them are giant eagles. But, uh as far as it goes, depending on what you pick, I will tell you how it's going to perform for scouting, messaging, or attacking. It has the capacity to attack, though I don't think combat should be your main focus. Perhaps down the road... When you've had more time with it and it's time to grow and accustomed to you, perhaps. But I would say that sure, you, your main focus shouldn't be on using it like in combat.
2: Right. No, I mean I'm not just gonna like stand in the back and just launch my eagle all the time. Right. But Beyblade Blade Eagle, <laughs> I thought it could be cool to have for like sneak attacks and stuff. You know. Right. 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 Go um.
3: Giotto! Like
2: you know, while I'm in the middle of a fight, he swings in or whatever. But, okay. Yeah, you know what? I think Lou is actually just really impressed with this eagle that the guy showed him with the uh, the black, with the silver. It's just like... You haven't even seen this eagle yet, man. You don't know. It just flew in. Well, you told me about it.
1: I told you what it looked like.
2: Yeah. I Well, that's what I'm saying. He's imp- he's impressed with it, so he's going to go over and take a look. Okay, okay.
1: I thought you were saying he was just going to put money down. I was like, heck, bro. So uh as Lou walks over, roll animal handling for me. Uh sixteen as Lou walks over towards this eagle, it tilts its head and uh looks at him and kind of moves its beak and kind of squawks a little bit as Lou puts his hand out towards the bird, it actually snips his finger, it doesn't draw blood or really do anything other than you know a little pinch uh and as Lou is pulling his hand back and kind of reeling back, this eagle actually flies forward. And mounts herself right on Lou's shoulder. And then kind of turns its head and looks down at Lou right in the eyes.
2: Uh, Lou, I think, is going to try and reach his hand out again and sort of try to, like, stroke her head a little bit.
1: Puts her head down and lets Lou, you know, give her a, a few scratches before kind of flying up and landing on this hanging chandelier that's in the center of the room looking down at this main desk.
2: This is quite an impressive bird. Well, thank you.
1: Uh, how much for this one? He looks up at the eagle, and, uh, he actually kind of chuckles. (laughs) Huh, um, twenty gold pieces. I'll I'll take her. Well, uh, it's quite a pleasure doing business with you. After Lou has handed him the gold pieces he he bends down and grabs some stuff from underneath his main desk and um, gives Lou a um, a few essentials kind of for eagle care and also you know working with an eagle uh, a training glove you know gives him some information says hey you know this eagle likes this yeah you know, I'll, I'll let you Okay.
3: But like, you the flesh know,
1: of its enemies. uh, gives Lou a little information about his eagle. Do you have any more business with this, sir? No, I think that's gonna be it. Alright. As Lou turns to exit, uh, as he's getting close to the door, this eagle comes and lands on his shoulder again as he opens the door and walks out into the street.
2: Okay. So, my, for, to my other two companions, were you guys waiting for me outside, or did you guys go off and do other stuff?
3: I guess I was looking for room and board, I suppose, if we're going to stay here the night or something. I don't know what we're doing here, if we're just passing through or if we're staying, so... know, I, I guess I'm waiting outside the building for you to okay. devise plans.
0: I mean, Ben is at your leisure. He's also still got that spooked feeling about the ravens, so... <laughs> sure. He's just there.
2: Look, Kroll, I've gotten us a bird. Well, outstanding! Outstanding indeed! What'd you call it? You know what? I haven't decided on a name yet. I'm still looking for something that suits her. Indeed.
0: Was it really necessary to get her?
3: Well, I think it could be useful to have an eagle with us. All right. I mean, it's bigger than a raven. It could take that raven out next time we see it. Plus
2: the potential to scout out enemies that we might not be seeing. Try to use your imagination, Ben. Um, so, in terms of me, the only other thing that I'd like to do is, um, is there a store where I could get some sort of piece of... So, basically, I want to get, um, I'm wearing, uh, chain mail right now, but since I have this bird, I'd like to get something like a leather piece to go over the top of my chain mail on the one shoulder, so that the bird can, like, has somewhere to sit on my shoulder.
1: For sure. Um, I think that just down the street, you're gonna be able to find, uh... A tanner. Okay. So you walk in, you see this big Goliath man standing behind his work table, has leather on the table, leather on the walls, different pieces of clothing hung up. I mean, basically the inside of this building is practically the inside of a cow. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay.
3: It's just leather everywhere,
2: wall to wall. What could I do for you? Yes, hello, good sir. I have... Just recently purchased this eagle and I'm in need of some sort of a perch for my shoulder so that he can get a good purchase. Ugh. Sure, sure.
1: He actually, uh, motions for you to, uh, stand up on a small raised platform in front of a few mirrors. Okay. Pulls out a piece of light tan leather, well polished and very beautiful. Puts it on Lou's left shoulder, right shoulder? Um, Yeah, Lou's left-handed,
2: so he's going to put it on his right shoulder so that he can have his, you know, his sword arm free.
1: Sure. Uh, So he drapes this piece of material over Lou's right shoulder, makes a few measurements, and draws on the leather in a few places, pulls it off. Oh, so I'm going to take this and make a small strap that you can put under your armpit. And should hold it secure.
2: Thank you, sir. And how long do you think this will take you? Hmm. An hour or two. Very good. And uh, I'm actually gonna... uh, Did you guys come inside with me or is the other two still outside?
3: Well, I'm not looking for armor. I actually have something else I want to do.
0: I guess Ben's in there with him.
3: Okay. Ben, are you in need of anything else
0: here? I mean, I guess if you're all expecting me to be a bit stealthier, I should probably switch out my scale mill for a uh, breastplate.
2: All right. And uh, so I'm gonna have this guy, I guess, take care of Ben too. Is he?
0: gonna be, He's a tanner, isn't he? Tanner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: Are you not getting leather armor? No. Okay. Yeah. Le- this leather is the... leather's gonna drop my decks like a rock. Okay. Yeah. This is the how. Holy oh, yeah.
0: cow! Yeah. Well, not like a rock. It's gonna drop. What are you it wearing too. right now, Rick? Scale mail. Oh yeah, it's gonna drop me by two. By two. Yeah, will drop. Oh god, it'll yeah, drop me really. from seventeen. Wow, ace. scale
2: mail does have a high dex modifier.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking to get a breastplate because it's the same stat but without the
2: disadvantage on stealth. Okay, so you're not getting anything here. Nope. Okay, let's look for a smith.
1: Nope. I'll, yeah. I'll stick.
2: I'll stick my head outside.
3: pro, <laughs> do you need anything from the tanners? A hat, perhaps. Uh, well, I'm not too keen on hats, actually, but, um, I could certainly use a different weapon, I only got my sword.
0: Ben's gonna lean over to Lou, he's still inside, so Kroll can't really see him, (laughs) When he's he's gonna say, You know, I think it'd be really fun to see him in a hat, (laughs) with (laughs) his dragonborn head. (laughs) Okay, indeed, indeed. I do a
3: perception check to see if I heard that. (laughs) Why? He, like, uh, whispered it in his ear. Do you have
1: superhuman 20. Oh, <laughs> fucking superhuman
3: hearing? It's a fucking dragonborn. Super board. dragonborn
1: hearing? Uh, Kroll has no idea what you two just said, but he knows for a fact that you guys are talking about him.
3: Uh-huh. to Two mumbling behind my back. Yes, Kroll, we'll look into weapons for you at the Smith. Well, outstanding. Alright, so
2: I guess, uh. I'm going to go back in, and uh I guess I need to pay this guy so he can get to work here.
1: Oh, it's going to be... He looks down at the material, kind of looks at the different material that thinks he's going to need to use and the labor, and says, I think ten gold pieces would be a fair price.
2: All right, here you are, sir.
1: Ugh, no bartering. Thank, Thank- you.
3: You, you fool! Scrub. You didn't haggle the price. <laughs>
2: I mean, it's only ten gold pieces. Scrub it down. It was a now. little bit higher. He might. Me
1: and my daddy's money. He <laughs> <laughs> right. any banking
0: a eagle. You know, gear. Lou. While we're at the Smiths, I should see if I could exchange or get my uh, short swords adjusted to be long swords.
2: That might not be a a bad thing if you. Feel that you need a little bit more reach? Well, I mean, then I could look like even more of a
0: fucking badass. <laughs> Thank you very much.
2: All right, so I guess we're going to Smith
1: now. All right.
0: It's a doobity dooby doo.
1: As you walk in, uh you see in front of you a three and a half foot tall, extremely well built gnome, uh, and he he greets you. Get Oi, you. I'm uh I'm Bael. What could I do you for? Hello, yes,
2: my companions are in need of some new equipment. Oh, what can I get you? After you, Crow.
3: You won't have to sell, make tridents here, will you? Um, no? But, <laughs> Damn it! You uh, wretch! Um, <laughs> I, I can make you one! That would be splendid, if you wouldn't mind.
1: Okay. Uh, and for you?
0: Well, I'm looking for uh, a few things, actually. I would like to uh, either trade in or get my uh, short swords adjusted or something. I, I want a couple of long swords instead. And I'm also oh, looking oh. to uh, swap out my uh, armor so I can be a bit more stealthier.
1: Ooh, well, you got some nice scales. If, if you're willing to do a trade, I can, uh, I can do the, um, the swords for free. That sounds like a good deal. And, uh, breastplate's gonna be, uh, well, you're, you're a pretty, it's gonna be a, uh, 15 gold pieces. Alright, cool. Are
2: you getting a, a breastplate?
0: Yeah, breastplate was what I was looking at.
1: Okay. So, this gnome grabs a small ladder, about five feet tall or so, and locks that over next to Ben and sets it up. And grabs a, uh, a pre-made breastplate that's already banged out in the rough shape and yanks it up this ladder and throws it on Ben's chest. You know, does some, um, looks at it, sees how it fits. Oh, I can have this ready for you in, um, about three hours.
0: Sounds fair. I don't think we're going to be doing much in three
1: hours. And, uh, still standing on, the top step of this five foot ladder. So about about eight feet tall now. Looks over at crawl. Look
0: at you, small people. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, and um, how tall are you? I'm six foot six here. see? hmm. Well, your trident will be ready in the morning.
0: Do I do I get the long swords right away, or am I waiting on those as well?
1: Uh He. You gave your trade mail up. And the scale mail, yeah, yeah. It's the scale mail up, and he's giving you. Okay, the so two, I long two long swords. Man, I'm getting away with a steal.
0: I want to tell everybody about this dude. Like, go to this fucker. He's <laughs> that, the best. He gonna be getting the piece. shout out. Throw him up on my, on the gram.
3: Baio, <laughs> tell about him on
0: Snapchat, y'all.
3: Throw out a couple of birds. Send out the tweet.
1: Bao the Tarnax Myth. B a o. Bayo. Bayo? B-A-Y-O. Bayo. Uh, Yep, so tells Kroll that he can have his trident ready for him the next day
0: Okay, so uh, real quick because while I'm thinking of this So he's a gnome? Yes Okay, and then we saw a half-orc, right? At yes. the gate, okay And what was the race of the Tanner?
1: Tanner was a Goliath,
0: was a what's, Goliath what's the Goliath's uh, size class? Is it medium or large? Oh, it's large. I'd imagine it's large. large. Okay, Goliath so I can't large. do I can't do a glide.
1: Snow gets down off the ladder and then goes behind his counter and looks at Kroll. Um, I can do this for um thirty gold pieces. Kroll's gonna look
3: in his little money bag and then uh, give, a, <laughs> give a sidelong look to his pal uh, Lou over there. Uh, hey don't buddy there, don't carry Pal money. Man, Yeah, could you lend me uh, ten gold pieces? Uh,
2: good sir, would you perhaps be able to do it for 20 gold pieces?
3: And we'll refer you to everyone we come across in this entire adventure. <laughs> You'll be known across the land as the greatest myth of all time will, in
0: history. I will throw you up on the gram and also <laughs> on the the Snapchats and the Facebooks. Everyone will know your fucking Birds name. Birds
3: will be cheap tweeting about you everywhere.
0: We'll write you down in the Book of (laughs) Faces.
3: I love this campaign. Well... Come on, be a pal! 25. Well, you drive a hard
2: bargain, but 25 it is. Lou's just gonna hand this guy 25 gold pieces, because I know Kroll doesn't really have a whole lot of money.
1: You sure are a pal! Thank you. (laughs) Mm, I'll have it all ready in the morning. Beo jumps down from uh, his counter and walks to the back of the shop to get started on these new requests.
2: In a world of utter randomness, one podcast stood out from the bunch,
3: and it was The Amazing World of Talking Shiz. <laughs> Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Um, yeah, it's just mainly randomness and focus is, is definitely not, being not focused on at all. No, uh, <laughs> our podcast is definitely, um, no theme at all. It's literally random and talk about literally everything and throwing in random jokes at any given time. We're on Spotify, Apple and Google podcasts. And, so go ahead, tune in. New episodes weekly and we're international. International. Very, very well. So tune in. Follow us
0: on Twitter. See you there. Hey, all. RJ here. Thanks for tuning into episode three of the Vasanoka Adventures. Just the usual housekeeping stuff before we get to the second half of the episode. If you are on Twitch, we'd super appreciate you dropping a follow on our Twitch channel, Realms Nerds, R E A L M S N E R D S as we're only a few followers away from reaching our 50-follower goal. Once we reach 50 follows and have a high enough average viewer count, we can start uploading episodes of the podcast for people to listen to straight through the Twitch platform. If you're on social media, you can follow us via Twitter, Facebook, and or Instagram, all of them with the same username as over on Twitch, RealmsNerds, R-E-A-L-M-S-N-E-R-D-S, When you make a post about the show on social media, we ask that you include the hashtag RealmsNerds, same spelling, to help others find our show. We also have a Discord community group for realms nerds and all of our other homebrew entertainment projects for fans to hang out and chat in. You can find a link to that in the episode description. If you know anyone who you think might also like the show, definitely let them know about it. Word of mouth is one of the best ways to introduce new listeners to the show. Thank you to all of you who have taken the time to listen to our show already. We really appreciate you. Thanks to our friend Kyle for composing our main theme, and thanks to Justin of the Lit Gaming Arena podcast for your rendition of the theme used in this campaign. Now, let's get back into Episode 3 of the Vasanoka Adventures.
3: Hi everyone, this is Mark, the DM for Stranger Damies.
2: What is Stranger Damies, you ask? Well, we're just
3: a bunch of first-time D&D players exploring the world of Tal'Dorei 30 years after the events of the Coma Conclave, which was made famous on Critical Role. Join us every week
2: as we roll some dice, make some mistakes, but most importantly, we have fun. New episodes air every Wednesday at strangerdamies.podbean.com or on your favorite podcast streaming app. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at StrangerDamies. And
3: is it Wednesday yet?
2: So, one other thing: is there a uh, is there an alchemist in this town?
1: There is not really an alchemist. There are a few. Are there herbalists? Uh, I mean, there's 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 a few. Nutcases, who... It's always the nutcases. ...practice magic, but I don't know if I'd consider them alchemists. Okay.
2: So there's not really anywhere that I could try to buy, like, health potions or anything?
1: No, not
3: really. Okay. You yeah. could
2: try and make them yourself.
3: With what? <laughs> See how that goes. Yeah, I don't... Capture a couple fairies <laughs> in a bottle and mush them together and get some juice? Wow, that got dark.
2: <laughs> Well, I guess if I can't buy any health potions, I don't really have anything else I need.
3: We're hitting up the local inn.
0: Yeah, I guess we could probably hit up the inn for a few hours while we're waiting for the stuff to be ready.
3: Or a bar. doesn't really matter. We don't have to stay overnight.
1: Well, to the tavern. You do. Yeah, we to stay Oh, that's, I thought
3: it was three hours. Sorry, that's the swords, isn't
1: it? Oh, wait, how long? Uh, everything are we will on be ready in the morning, but
3: you are like oh, okay. three hours.
0: Yeah, no, that's no. <laughs> We're waiting for the morning. To the end. To the inn. Hurrah.
1: Hurrah. All right. We go to the inn. All right. This is Obadiah's family... Hotel. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, what a name. Obadiah's
3: family hotel. No, there actually is like eight... There's like eight
2: ellipses in there. <laughs> Obadiah's family...
1: Hotel.
0: <laughs> Damn it. Uh,
1: Alright.
2: That's a keeper.
1: That's a keeper, eh? Yes,
2: yeah, a keeper right there. Oh, right there yeah. Okay, I'm going in there.
1: Alright. <laughs> we'll Dives go.
3: in yeah. head first. <laughs> we'll tie up the horses and then go in. Yeah, Ben will help. For like stable.
0: Ben is going to uh, figure out a place to put the horses and help tie them up as well.
2: All right. Okay, so I guess you guys, well, you guys are... But Lou's
0: going to secure us uh, a spot
2: in the inn. I'll I'll see about securing some rooms. Oh, I'm sure you will. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to go in and look for somebody that looks like their name is Obadiah, I guess.
3: Okay. Okay. How ironic, Tony. knew you were going to do that at some point. (laughs)
1: Standing behind the bar is a half a Goliath, actually. What, what
2: size is a half Goliath? <laughs> Damn it! Okay. Medium. Hell okay. yeah! Which half of him is a Goliath? The top half. <laughs> of the
1: important <top> half. <laughs> <laughs> He's all half human and all half. It's left and okay. right.
2: <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that. He's, all right. It's like Two
3: Face. Distorted. Any, anyways, continue. Balls.
1: Big. Black brimmed hat on, putting a few drinks away and cleaning some glasses when you walk in.
2: Hello, Obadiah, I assume. Hey, pleasure. Uh my companions and I would like to secure a few rooms for tonight. Oh, how many do you need? Uh three rooms, if you don't mind.
1: Uh let's see what I got here. I got a two singles and a double. Will that work? Perfect. Not big All right. Ben will take the double. <laughs> Reaches under the counter, grabs a few keys, and puts them on the counter. And can I get anything for you, sir?
2: You know what? I'm going to uh, go and stow my things in the room, but I'll be back.
1: I'm I'll sure you fine. will. Oh, and uh, a name for the tab, sir.
2: Uh, That will be Lou. Lou Westarian. Lou
1: Westarian. Darien, uh, you're, uh, Robert's son, yeah? Yes,
2: uh, yes. Uh, do, Do you know my father?
1: Oh, uh, he and Ajax used to be best buds, uh, before he, well, yeah, uh, it's nothing. Uh, yes, I know your father. Well, I'm glad to meet you, sir.
2: I will be back shortly. Uh, I'm sure you will. Alright, so I'm going to go up and put my things in the double room.
1: There are like two twin-sized beds, apparently, uh, basically. Um,
2: okay. Can I push them together?
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're going to have to move the, the little table between them first. I
2: do that. <laughs>
1: Can you roll strength check? <laughs> Critical there.
2: fail, come on.
1: Uh, that's a 21. When he, when it comes to, uh, getting laid, his man muscles are activated, and he just, like, throws this thing across the <laughs> room. He just, like, room. grabs it with his <laughs> pinky and drags it, <laughs> and <then laughs> lifts
3: it up and moves it across the room. <laughs> um,
1: meanwhile, in, uh, in, uh... At the Hall of Justice! <laughs> meanwhile, we go to... Ben and Kroll who have the horses.
3: Tie them up in a stable or we're finding a stable, I guess. Yeah,
0: we Do
1: we find a stable nearby? Uh there is a stable right behind Obadiah's family hotel.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're you're right, Kroll. I just checked behind there and there's they they do have a stable here to keep our horses at Obadiah's family. Hotel.
3: Well, that's splendid.
0: Well,
1: let's tie him up and go inside.
0: All right, and we do that.
1: Uh, when you walk up to the stables, there's a, a young human stable boy there who
0: takes. Fuck out of my way, punk.
1: <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, that, could I could Excuse I take... me, that
3: was RJ voice. <laughs> uh, so much for being cool and collected. Um, could I take your horses, sir? Well, absolutely. That'd be splendid of you.
1: Thanks. Takes them and. Walks them down and puts them in three different stalls and comes back. You're all set. Well, thanks, pal. Thank you
0: very much, sir. You're very welcome. Uh, I guess we traipse over to we, we go inside back. of the place.
1: There is a back door, so if you just want to go in the
3: back, we're going in the back door. You
0: know. All right. Go well, the front. is it like is it is like a back door entrance like that's intended for?
3: Yeah.
1: yeah the,
0: I mean, okay, I was going to say, because it's, cause it's, like it's some, yeah, in, yeah. in actual historical situations, like, the like entertainers who come through the back door because they weren't deemed worthy enough to come through the front, because everybody came in the front. But I know this is like a little town, so, okay. Yeah, we go in the door.
3: <laughs> <laughs> we are worms! We are worms! <laughs> Alright.
0: Hercules um, references aside.
1: <laughs> and, Lou, you're, you were just putting your stuff up at in the room and coming back down. Okay. As Correct? I come. Correct? Correct?
0: Oh, yeah. he's not already swinging from the chandelier on his fifth <laughs> glass of mead?
1: I can I swing from, mead the mead mead from the chandelier. Okay. From the chandelier. Big glass of mead. Uh, yeah, so, uh as you guys are entering through the back door, Lou is just coming down the stairs and meets you guys at the base by the bar.
0: Oh, it's you.
2: Hello, everything with the horses go well? Fine and dandy. What did he say? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hand each one of them a key to their respective rooms. I've already taken care of the rooms. Uh, you should be good to go. Solid. Very fine.
1: What time of day is it right now? You guys got into the town at noon. By the time you're done running your errands and going from shop to shop, it's one one thirty. Shit, Weird, no. We quick. You guys have a few more hours. Crow's gonna walk the town. Walk the town. Ben's
0: the gonna town. actually check out that uh, eagle place. Okay.
3: So
2: what's the with my eagle? What's the range as far as like if I'm gonna send messages with him if I'm or with her, with attack. her? I'm sorry. if I'm gonna send messages with her, what's the range?
1: So uh, as far as messaging goes, you can uh, give a message to your eagle, and they can send that message to just about any town anywhere across Vastenoka, It has been there before. This eagle is well-suited and well-learned in the, the different places on the continent. As far as, like, people go, if you have seen or, like, spoken with a specific person with your eagle, that eagle is able to track that person down. And deliver a message personally to them. And kill them. <laughs> <laughs> um, the other thing that your eagle is capable of is scouting. It has fairly good expression, and if you ask it to find information out about a certain area, it, w- it will come back to you and, you know, give you more or less if it's good or bad, bad, bad. Bad, bad, bad! Don't go bad, bad, well, bad. If you think about it, the eagle could pick up objects
3: from where it's been. So if, like, there's just death in the path, it could pick up like some rotted piece of flesh, exactly, which would sure. tell. So up. yeah. So bad. with scouting, I can get like
2: essentially what you're telling me is I'll get more of a general sense. Not there's eight enemies a half
1: mile away. At, at least, in, in, in at like, least to start with. I mean, yeah, I'll say to start with, it. as you get to know your eagle more and. Learn to give your eagle more specific instruction. I think that it's definitely going to be possible for you to be able to get more information from it. Okay. So, what what is Lou going to do? I know Carl's walking the town, and Ben is going to check out this um, eagle place.
2: Yeah, well, before he uh, goes to the bar, Lou would like to write a letter to his father... Well, addressed to his father and to um, the general that's in charge of the military. Okay. And basically, I'm going to detail to them that along our trip, we've seen several different sort of fiends. And that I think that maybe it would be wise to increase patrols in that area to protect the border. Okay. And then I'm going to seal that letter up, attach it to my eagle, and uh, tell him where to go. Her.
1: Well, and where are you him. telling her to go?
2: All right, girl, carry this to the royal palace at Westport. You hear a, a small chirp
1: uh, and a small kind of, like, head bob, uh, and she flaps her wings and is off heading back west towards Westport. Meanwhile, Ben, you are going back over to uh, this, eagle That's eagle <laughs> <laughs> this eagle shop. A used eagle shop. The eagle shop. Or er, sorry, Use uh,
3: Ed's, eagle? Ed's used eagle. <laughs> what? Ed's used eagle dealership.
1: Yep.
3: <laughs> We're retconning the name of this place. So, uh, Ben
0: walks in the door and uh, is going to look around at all the different eagles on display.
1: Uh, yeah, as you or walk in, flying around or whatever. This half elf, uh, same one that helped Lou, uh, walks forward. What could I do for you today, sir?
0: I was just interested in checking the place out. I had, uh, my liege was in here earlier, my friend Lou. He oh. came and bought an eagle, I believe. Of course, of course. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm in the uh, business of seeking out a pet or compatriot in the bird department. Just more curiosity. Uh, I do have a couple questions. Do you have any owls?
1: Um, God. we specialize in eagles. uh Okay, but if you gave me a longer time clock, I very well could train an owl for you. I don't know if I need one. I was
0: more just curiosity. However, I do have a bit more of a pressing matter. On our way here into town, we seem to have run into a a. a I don't think it was an eagle. In fact, I believe it was a raven. Uh, it seemed fairly similar to, like, a uh, um, a red-winged blackbird. It had red parts on its feathers and all over.
1: Hmm, yes. Um, y- your friend Lou mentioned this and asked me of it. Um, I'm afraid, just as I told him, there's not much that I can tell you other than myth and legend pertaining to odd Colored ravens. Um, I wish I could be of more help, really, but...
0: Do you know of anybody that may be able to get me more information? Or is this about the best place to find information on birds in town? Um,
1: There is a scribe down the road who has quite a large selection of literature. Uh, I'm sure that if you would like to read some of these different myths or uh, uh, stories, then uh, he probably will have something for you. Hmm.
0: Well, I appreciate your service. Uh, uh, One more question, more back to my curiosity. Of course. How much do you uh, typically loan or sell your birds for, in case I do ever have the uh, chance to come back and procure one?
1: Well, it depends on what you're looking for. Um... He motions to um, the scouting birds and tells you that they're roughly somewhere between 30 and 40 gold pieces and says that messaging birds normally are a little bit cheaper just because they fly rather straight and continuous routes from city to city and um, normally about 15 to 25 gold pieces, and um, that their hunting birds are normally somewhere in, like, the 50 to 60 gold piece range. Makes sense.
0: Well, I appreciate your time, and I believe I will go uh, see about that scribe. Uh, you said he lives down, he works, lives down the road is where I can find him?
1: Yes, yes. Um, Just down the road on your
0: left. All right. Uh, uh, thank you very much. Have oh, a good day. Of course. Any service to you. And Ben is now going to head towards that scribe boy.
1: Uh, yep. Go down the road, and on your left, just like he said, there is a shop called Eric Knows a Lot, and Eric, oh, is, er, Eric is spelled A-I-R-Y-C-K. <laughs> All
0: right. Ben enters the building.
1: Why, hello there. What could I do you for?
0: Greetings. Uh I was directed here from the uh Eagle uh, oh, Shop Quentin. establishment. Yes. Quentin.
3: <laughs> Fuck, that's a great name.
0: Yes, uh Quentin. I, I I do apologize I did not catch his name. Uh I it believe
1: boy, what can I do you for? Uh
0: he he directed me here. I'm searching for anything that might help me with A raven that I saw on the way into town, it was unusual. It had uh, red parts all over its feathers. Red coloring, I mean.
1: Mm. Hmm. And this raven, was it of peculiar size? It
0: didn't seem out of the ordinary size-wise, just the fact that it had red coloring, like I said, all over its plumage and its feathers.
1: Hmm. And could this red have been blood or a paint of some kind? Or was it part of the feathers? Uh, I
0: believe it was part of the feathers, but it wasn't very clear. We were traveling underneath and it was atop the trees and flew away fairly soon after we saw it. The only other thing is that uh, we all had a sense of foreboding or, or an uneasy feeling in the pits of our stomach when we were near it.
3: Hmm...
1: Very well, very well. And turns around and um, consults this giant bookcase that is behind him. Uh, and off on the other side of the wall, there are books on the floor, books on his desk. It's fucking brutal. um As he scrolls around, oh, no, no, no. Um, running around, uh, looking at different titles of books. And um, finally pulls one off the shelf and puts it down in front of Ben. Um this is a old legend of demons that took shape of animals and terrorized lands. I haven't read it in years. Well, I
0: I guess I shall take a look if that's uh your best bet as to what it may be.
1: Well, I can't say, but sir, I will need your signature. And, um... Fucking library, sign out. Yes. (laughs) Shit, yeah. Um, All right, um... Grabs this document from behind his seat where he was seated and um, puts it in front of Ben and puts down some ink and a quill. All right, uh, Ben signs on the line or whatever. Does he just sign Ben? (laughs) That's his name. All right. Don't don't wear it out. (laughs) Uh, yes... If you could bring us back tomorrow?
0: Oh, certainly. That shall be no problem. I've got some errands to run tomorrow anyways. Very good. Uh, I shall see you then, then. Ben's gonna head back to uh, Lay Tavern. Er, sorry, Hotel.
1: And, well, oh, this was happening. Kroll is walking around the town of Tarnak. Are you looking for anything in particular, or...? Uh, Just kind of
3: seeing the sights, really. He's never been here before, so he's just taking in what the scenery's like, maybe seeing what the town folk are like, the lay of the town. He's very fascinated by these treehouses. He's never seen them before.
1: Yeah, so um, as he's walking down the streets, uh, like I said before, uh, this town is very much built into the forest rather than... Built around the forest, or you know, removing the forest entirely. This, uh, some houses are elevated off the ground, and others are built on the ground. Um, there's uh, all kinds of people doing different laboring. There's large populations of humans in this area. There are some half orcs. There's you see some uh, like you already you've already seen a few Goliaths and a half Goliath, but for the most part I would say um, humans are probably the predominant race around here. As you get into uh, kind of the outskirts of the town, it there's less buildings and um, more pens kind of set up for different livestock, and uh, you actually are able to glimpse uh, a young mother and her child. The mother you are able to pertain as a druid after you see this small boy playing with a sheep, and then suddenly there's um, a young woman standing in front of you. And you are able to kind of pertain that, you know, like this town, the people here care for the nature and have learned to accept the nature into their lifestyle and the fact that they need to preserve it. Other than that, I, I don't think that there's... Too no. much more going on. You don't really see anything that really catches your eye, anything sketchy or, you know, weird.
3: All right. Solid. Yeah, I go back to the Okay.
1: Well, Lou's already
2: there, obviously. Match. Um, Let's get out of here. Otherwise, this game of D&D is just going to turn into a Lou spending money simulator. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alrighty, Um, uh. you guys, um... All are back in the hotel as night falls. And I, I think you guys have a nice hot dinner downstairs mm-hmm. during which Lou's eagle comes in through a side window and lands uh, next to him on the table. And um, We don't serve their kind here. <laughs> and uh, goes to peck at um, so a few pieces of meat that are on Lou's plate. Is Lou agree- is, is is he gracious or is he is he mean?
2: Yeah, uh Lou actually ordered some uh he got some barbecue okay. for dinner. So I'm actually uh gonna pull off some some of the bones still have a little bit of meat on them. Yeah. And so I'm gonna set those over to the side so he can pick the pieces of meat off the bones. She a sheet.
0: Damn it. Lou, your uh new friend seems to be a bit peckish. <laughs>
3: Huh.
2: Well, she did just fly all the way back home and back here again. I imagine that's quite a... And
0: I bet her arms are tired.
2: Do birds really have arms, though? I don't no In the fact, they do not.
0: It was more of a joke, Lou.
2: <laughs> Anyways, uh, did she bring anything back? Uh, uh, she did. She dropped
3: a dead mouse on your head. Um. <laughs> She's expecting a treat for
1: that. With her is a letter in return from King Robert that says, Dear Lou, I'm glad that you have found the adventure you were looking for, and I am very glad that you sent this message back to me. I will indeed increase the patrols searching for fiends and evil of the sort, if you get any more news, please send it with haste. Love, Dad.
3: Love, El Padre.
1: I don't think Lou has that spell
0: though.
3: What spell? Haste. Wow, really? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good one.
3: That's a nice. Thanks. A little bit I there. I spent
0: about two seconds on it.
2: He de- he definitely doesn't have haste in waking up or in the bedroom. <laughs> oh.
1: Say, there are There's the fucking time. door. <laughs> after that, I think that after dinner, you all head upstairs and that is correct. hit the hay. yeah.
0: That is not correct. Not correct. S- sort of.
1: Well, Kroll's going to bring a bale of hay
3: up with him and hit it all night long.
0: <laughs> so Ben actually, when he got back to the end before dinner time, because I imagine the whole going to Quentin's and then going to, what was his name, Eric? Yep. Yeah, I imagine that didn't take terribly long, so he probably, uh, I imagine Ben went back and went up to, uh, his room and was, uh, reading, and then continued reading after, uh, dinner was over, before he retired.
1: He's
0: He's still gonna go to bed at a fairly decent time, because, you know, early to bed, early to rise.
1: For sure, for sure.
2: Alright. Is Lou able to take anybody, uh, up with him?
0: Is Lou's bedroom, like, on the other side of the wall from Ben's bedroom, <laughs> is this gonna be hell? Probably. <laughs> Do you think shit. Ben
3: would be used to this by now?
0: Ben um, doesn't sleep next
1: door at the castle. I guess roll a charisma check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fuck. no. Oh, That's no. a three. Yeah! Oh, he gets sort out! As Lou is sitting at a table in the bottom floor of this hotel, he puts his eye on a young lady that has just walked in and sat down uh, across the way. Uh, And just as he's getting up to go and talk to her, uh, his eagle actually jumps up off the table and flies right in front of his face and kind of uh, like nudges him back uh, into his seat. (laughs) Caught by an <You> eagle. <laughs> okay. Oh, man. You, uh, got, you, really, then,
3: you should never. And then that.
1: lands back uh, on the table, looks at Lou, and turns his head to the side, kind of squawks at him.
3: Well, it appears you've got a new uh, friend there who's uh, not too interested in seeing other women with you.
2: <laughs> oh, well. All right. Well, I'm. Uh, I'm going to head upstairs maybe your luck will be better than mine and
3: cry into a pillow
2: <laughs> so Lou is gonna go over to the bar and order um like uh he's gonna get basically like a I don't know if they have like a picture of meat or whatever but like just like a lot like something big that he can take up with it <laughs>
3: and drink his and, sorrows uh, away <laughs> a real joke and right, also
2: son. uh some uh like a bowl of peanuts he's gonna take that up with him. The peanuts are for the bird. <laughs> all right!
3: Wow! She likes, all she right! Likes peanuts! Oh! An eagle that likes peanuts.
0: Well, uh, hey, I down. mean, I could snip out uh, them out of the comics
1: if you'd like. Really? All right. Uh, one pint of my finest brew and a bowl of peanuts for one sad, sad okay. boy and his bird. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get you anything else, son?
3: I think that'll be all for tonight. Uh, have a good one. You know, if you give her those peanuts, you're just rewarding cock blocking here. Oh shut up, Kroll.
1: <laughs> and I'm gonna head upstairs. Okay. Uh and we already know that Ben's already gone upstairs Should and some. Kroll, is
3: Kroll gonna just stay? Kroll's gonna see if he can pick that woman up that he failed with.
1: Oh. <laughs>
3: Sneak up after he disappears.
1: Alright, well let's roll a charisma check. That.
3: Just straight up charisma. Yeah, that's a twenty-one. All right.
1: Uh, Krull walks over to this same girl that Lou had his eye on, and as he gets close, uh, she actually turns and sees him coming, and kind of uh, you know, flips her hair and sits up.
3: I, right. I get the feeling you're into dragonborns, there. Um, I mean, have you ever actually been with a dragon? No. (laughs) Wow. Allow me to introduce you to the experience. Would you care to uh, join me for a
1: nightcap, perhaps? Um, well, sure. And he takes her up to his room. I think Kroll has a good night. Uh, You guys all turn in for the night, and next morning, Lou is up. Earlier than I'm sure he would like. (laughs) Probably.
2: Yeah, I mean he's he's up fairly early.
1: And Ben?
0: Well, oh, you know Ben's early to sleep, early to rise. He's got shit of course, to do of course, today. Of course. He's going to do a little bit more reading before he returns to the book too.
1: Okay. Um in the morning, after doing a little more reading, Ben gets up and returns to Eric's shop and he also is uh, Great believer in the early to bed, early to rise, My man. just like Ben and Ben walks in. Oh you're back
0: gay. Yes, uh, I appreciate you loading me this book. I found it fairly interesting.
1: Hmm. Did it answer any of your questions? I don't know, did it? Let's let's do a uh, now, so this is a dice rolling a game insight.
0: Sixteen.
1: Yeah, so for the most part, Ben learned what Eric had told him, and it's a story, a myth, as far as Ben is led to believe, of people who were able to turn into animals due to a outside force. It's unclear to whether or not this was some dark spirit or if this was their you know attunement with nature or if this was some you know some gods doing so uh ben just returns the book and did it answer any of your questions uh that is
0: yet to be determined uh it definitely gave me insight on possibilities
1: mm, glad it could give you some insight uh best of luck to you
0: thank you sir have have a very uh nice day
1: oh thank you you too
0: all right, Ben's skadoodling. We're gonna get our good shit now. All right,
1: Ben. Uh, are you guys all gonna go to uh, the Tanner and Smith together, or are you just gonna stop in early in the morning and pick up your?
0: I you know, mean, I'm your
1: breastplate. Isn't
0: the?
3: We
1: might as well stick together. I was gonna say weren't dude,
0: we all? I thought we weren't all together right there. No, that was just. Oh, okay. Morning. You. Yeah, I'm gonna head back to the because I imagine we'll just hit up that dude like on our way out or whatever. So. Uh, Or at least I should have Kroll kill two ravens with one stone, you know?
2: Alright. Well, I guess for my part, I don't really have a whole lot to do. So, I'm just gonna pack my stuff up and uh, get ready to go.
1: Okay. Kroll's gonna get his trident. So you guys are already packed up and ready to leave this hotel? Yep. Yeah. I guess I gotta
2: settle up for the tab here. Okay, and... All right, so I'll come down and uh head o- head over to the the bar. Well, hello sir, it looks like we're going to be moving on now. Very well. Uh Do you need anything for the road? Um I think we're I think we're fine. I'll uh settle up with you for the bill. Oh, don't worry about it, kid. It's on the house. Well, that's incredibly generous of you.
3: Must be nice having a reputation.
2: Uh
1: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh Tell your father that Obadiah sends his regards
2: i I will indeed uh but since it doesn't appear that my compatriots are quite ready to go yet and I'll put I guess five gold pieces down on the bar, maybe I'll have a uh, a whiskey before we get going
1: that's what I thought pour as a you know like a nice two finger glass neat yeah
2: all right so I'm gonna I'm gonna drink that. While, uh, waiting for Ben to
1: get back from his, uh, library visit. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, Ben returned back to the hotel. Lou, you, uh,
0: you're a bit redder on the eyes. You don't look like you've slept well.
2: On the contrary, I actually had a wonderful night of sleep. Hmm. Um, it's got an needle to keep him company. It was... <laughs> My bed was a little bit, uh colder than I'm used to, but it was a good night of sleep nonetheless.
0: Yes, I was surprised that I wasn't kept up later than I would have liked.
2: Well, what can I say, Ben? I'm a very considerate person.
0: <laughs> yes, that, that you are, my liege. And <laughs> Ben's gonna go gather his shit.
1: Alright, um, Ben comes back downstairs, uh, and I think the three of you are alright writing Head out, correct?
0: Yep, yep. noodle soup.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Um, as you walk out, Obadiah gives you a wave. Make sure to come again. Absolutely, and thank you again for your hospitality. Not a problem. And uh, out you guys go. Down the street, first stop is the Tanner. Walk in. Uh, well, I got this done for you. And uh, throws this... Nice leather piece <laughs> over Lou's right shoulder with beautiful st- uh, beautiful stitching along the sides and um, down to a strap that is going to, um, it goes both around his armpit and around his chest so that it stays pretty secure. Okay. Um, and then uh, once I got it strapped in,
2: I'll, uh, so I had my eagle sitting on my arm while I was putting it on, and after I get this, st- I kind of tap. On my shoulder and give a little whistle.
1: Yeah, she jumps right up and, uh, kind of claws go in and out of this, uh, soft leather as she kind of makes herself at home there. All right, and, uh, so
2: after I've kind of determined that it, my eagle is gonna, you know, that this works well for her, i well, uh, your craftsmanship is, uh, very well done. I, I appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, thanks.
0: Well, Lou, now with that uh, bird on your shoulder, you almost look like a real adventurer.
2: Well, thank you, Ben. Um, and, uh, yeah, I guess we're going to get out of here.
1: All right. And as you look at the tanner, just down the road is the Smith Shop. And you walk in. Uh, on the table as you walk in is actually Kroll's Trident in its full glory. Uh, it looks sick. It stands... Uh, like, it's like 6'3". The actual trident are half foot, you know, in length. The two side ones are a, a bit longer than the middle one, and it has some nice etching down the side of it, and well, very well made. She is beautiful. Oh! Um, breastplate, yeah?
0: Yes, the breastplate.
1: Bayo walks uh to the back, and hauls back this big chest plate, and um, walks up and throws it on his counter. There you go.
0: All right, Ben's gonna try it on, and see how it fits. How's she fit? Pretty nicely. I, I, you definitely got the measurements better than a lot of uh, other smiths I've worked with. I applaud your work. Thank you very much.
1: Oh, no problem.
0: All right, and then, uh, we I, we bid him fair. I bid him farewell. Unless we're... Yeah, I
2: think we're done here. I was just waiting for you guys. Yep. All right. Carl's ready to go. Okay. guys, say your goodbyes. Um, Is there... By the way, real quick, is there a general store kind of like on the way out of town? He's got to hit up the party store. I mean,
0: what are you looking
2: for? Lou just wants to swing
1: in and buy uh, a big bag of peanuts. There is definitely a small market. Uh, I mean, not a small market, but there's, uh, you know, people with different... uh, They're selling different goods in the city that... I'm sure you can stop in and buy some peanuts. <laughs> okay, yeah, he you
2: know, just kind of on the way out of town, swing in there, and uh, yeah, just get a get a bag of peanuts.
1: Gosh, you uh, two gold pieces. Okay,
2: so that's that's the last thing that he wanted to grab Your here. Frivolous spender. Not frivolous.
0: Two gold pieces on peanuts. <laughs> hey, Such a thing me.
1: has never been heard of. Hey, it's a big bag. And as our adventurers are just about finishing up, they head back to the stables to get their horses, mount up, and are continuing east on this builder's road towards Lochmar, as the sun is just starting to get over the tops of the trees and just about a perfect time to start an adventure for the day.